What up, what up, episode 123. Don't make that noise. What are you doing? What are you... What? It's I was just, it went, it went. <laughs> What happened? Right, let's try this again. Don't even, don't even blink. What up, what up? This is episode 123 of the Stiff Shots podcast. My name is Ryan Rainbow. With me as always is Rick Jimenez. Rick, how you stretching? My eyes are open like the Blair Witch Project. <laughs> I still haven't blinked. Blunk? Is that where they see dead people? Yeah, yeah. That's uh, Home Alone 2. Home Sweet Home Alone. Best, yeah. best of the series. So, this week we're talking... We're hey, the Christmas season is approaching, and so is my least favorite holiday of all time. New Year's. Do you ever mm. do anything for New Year's? I used to go to John Moore's house. His family would have a party. We'd play Pictionary each year. And we stay up till all hours in the morning. That was fun. I used to watch a lot of New Year's Rockin' Eve, drink oh, some yeah, grape juice. Yeah. yeah, I would do that uh, every so often, I guess, with my mom. And she'd be like, hey, you want to get wasted? And I'd be like, hey, look, I'm not at John's for some reason. I'm 10. So, no, you you just treat it like every other Wednesday. And I'll just, you know, <laughs> I'll do the same. I'm not at John's for some reason. John's parents have shunned you from this New Year's Eve this year. Well, yeah, there was there was two years, like a year and a half, where John and I weren't allowed to hang out because I ripped a bunch of um, pine needles off of a pine tree in the backyard when his mom was like just done, like talking about, oh, the trees are a mess, whatever. So I used to always put my hand like all the way in the tree and just like grab it and all the needles would fall off when we were like playing baseball or something. So I did that. She got so mad. So I was like, oh, my God, John's mom is mad at me. I'm going home. And then we didn't, like, hang out for, like, a year and a half. How old were you when this happened? Um, this was 89 through, like, 91. Because, dude, all of 1990, which was, like, the biggest wrestling year of my life. Like, we didn't really hang out outside of school. His, his mom was mad at me. Did you and John Moore ever live together? No. Isn't that crazy? That is crazy. I was just thinking about that because I just watched the latest Broken Skull sessions where Stone Cold Steve Austin and DDP are talking about living together like as grown adults, like Stone Cold's already retired from WWE, <laughs> DDP's doing <laughs> movies in L.A. and they're living together as grown men. Yeah, that's, you know, the, the reality TV, Legends House. Yeah, it's like Legends House, but like with people that you've heard of before. Yeah, successful people who don't have weird problems. How many people from Legends House still alive? Uh, Jimmy Hart still alive. Tony Atlas is Tony alive. Atlas is still alive. I believe so. Yeah. Even after he killed Brody. Oh, jeez. Um, who else? Pat Patterson's dead. Mean Gene's dead. Roddy Piper's dead. Hacksaw Jim Duggan just beat cancer again. He's still alive. I thought Hacksaw Jim Duggan beat cancer when he was in WCW. I remember him coming out yeah. and doing a promotional being like, yo, I don't got cancer anymore. He got yeah, it again. Yeah, he's beat cancer, I think, three times now. Wow, undefeated against cancer. Yeah, so cool. Can't he's believe like Maria Menounos of cancer. <laughs> I can't believe he beat Steve Austin for that U.S. title. I still <laughs> can't believe that. I was I was not happy. Stunning Steve? Yeah. Stun Gun. Robert Parker. I, you know, I didn't like that combination. Robert Parker and Steve Austin didn't make any sense. I was like real salty about the Hollywood Blondes breaking up. I get, I am a little bit still, but like less. 
<laughs> to me, on paper, that does make sense. Racist old white guy, Steve Austin. Oh, no. Steve Austin, even if it the Facebook was fake, being like, yo, being racist isn't cool. Hell yeah. Yo, you know, Stone Cold E.T. should not be funny anymore. Should It never should have been funny. If you watch that now and you don't laugh, I'm blocking you on Facebook. I'm deleting your number from my phone. I'm going to write on Instagram that I was in your band for three years. <laughs> Stone Cold E.T. is so funny still. If you don't know, Stone Cold E.T. is a, a person, I'm guessing, with an E.T. mask and a hood up <laughs> driving through a fast food <laughs> drive through and just doing the Stone Cold voice, but with E.T.'s face. It's, it's so funny. Yo, moving his head around, but towards the end, he's doing it so much that the mask is about to fall off. <laughs> not even looking at the person looking straight ahead yo the best internet that's definitely like top five internet i wish there was a video version so you could see me wagging my finger all the time <laughs> how about shark boy where his entire gimmick was i'm a shark but also i'm stone cold steve austin <laughs> yeah oh shell yeah <laughs> Doesn't yeah, even make sense. Sharks don't have shells. No, no, no. But something about um, the water. I remember stealing uh, Shark Boy's TNA action figure from KB Toys in the Smith Haven Mall. Hey, I'm a grown man. I'm in a touring band. What, uh, so what are you going to do when you get home? Oh, I'm going to steal toys from my <laughs> my local uh, mall, the Smith Haven Mall, the Smithtown Mall. Yeah, Auntie Anne's worked there. Oh, at that mall? That Auntie Anne's? Yeah, yeah, rode my bike, listened to Minor Threat. <laughs> oh, wow, nothing's changed. <laughs> <laughs> when is that going to be the story that you come on here and you're like, so I ride my bicycle now for Amazon? <laughs> oh, you know, I actually, I saw somebody had a scooter, like, uh, not like the motorized Razor scooters, like the actual, like, sit-down scooter, moped type deal. I saw one of those in someone's driveway today, and I remember one of my sister's boyfriends had one of those. Like before you could drive a car and he was so cool because he had like a, a motor scooter. UI. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so one time my sister's like, oh, you should ride it. And he did not want me to. And I was like, yeah, yeah, let me do it. And I so I rode it immediately crashed into our picnic table and like <laughs> knocked off, one, <laughs> knocked off one of the panels. Even weirder about it. This dude like, oh, what are you into? Like we're into a bunch of cool stuff that rocks. Like you ask him, what are you into? He was into archery. <laughs> And this was before the Hunger Games were popular, too, right? So it was just weird. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was before uh, Arrow, before Hook. <laughs> the Wrestler <laughs> wasn't before Hook the movie. It was, oh, Hook the movie was out? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they didn't say send Hook. They said Hook, Hook, give me the Hook. I was talking to Rob Fusco of uh, One King Down fame the other day. And did you know that he used to teach professional chess? Like... <laughs> And I'm saying that to tell you that he he stopped like just recently within like the last five years. And I was like, bro, you just needed to hold out until Queen's Gambit hit. You would have been banking out right now. <laughs> uh, yo, interesting guy, right? Real weird. But yes, like in, in, a, in a cool way. Super, super cool. I always liked him. I haven't spoken to him or seen him in years, but uh, I really like him. Real short like I am. Would just say anything. Like I would, wouldn't listen to that band if somebody paid me. Oh, if someone paid me, I'll do anything for a $20 bill at this point. You don't like One King Down? 
No, I, I love One King Down. I'm talking about the band Say Anything. Oh, okay. I thought you were saying you wouldn't listen to One King Down. I was like, let's, because he actually was telling me uh, that he hates the Bloodlust Blood Revenge EP. And I was like, shut the fuck up. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, that's stupid. That's the best thing that they did, obviously, by far. The best I mean, thing anyone's up. ever done. Um, Defiance, that song Defiance, was the intro song for our backyard wrestling promotion. We promoted the shows in high school that we weren't even in anymore. Uh, <laughs> PCW, Pride Championship Wrestling, which is funny because then, you know, Pride became uh, Pride, Un Pride United Fighting of Records with a Z. But it was like, oh, we do Pride Records with a Z. Let's do Pride Championship Wrestling. But yeah, Defiance, I have the uh, have it on VHS still. It's right next to me in my black case. I hope the S in Championship was a Z also. <laughs> Championship Wrestling. <laughs> So, you know, the Christmas season this time next year, this is your last Christmas as a as a unmarried man. You're going to be a married man next Christmas or dead. One of the two for sure. Though, yeah, I can guarantee. Yeah. So did you do anything uh, special to celebrate your anniversary this week? Oh, yeah. Yeah. So our six year anniversary was yesterday. So we took um, at home COVID tests. And um See, well, hold on. Before you go any further, I didn't know there were at-home COVID tests. Because remember when COVID started? You may not remember. It was a long time ago. But uh, that was like a big deal. It was hard to even get a test. Like you yeah. had to wait in line for hours. And then it became where you could get them pretty easily. And then it, uh, now you can do them at home, you're telling me? Yeah, but they're really hard to find. And if you go into like uh, urgent care or whatever, um, they're like, oh, we don't take walk-ins. Like, oh. All right, so what if I'm sick and dying? They're like, oh, we have to make an appointment. So how do you do that? Oh, well, tomorrow you have to go and sign up in the morning, and we'll give you a virtual appointment. And then if we think that you're sick, uh, you could get online. Not – or in line, America Online. You can get one of those discs that gives you 10 free hours of America Keyword, Online. Keyword, dead. <laughs> yeah. So um, I don't know, man. This whole thing is so stupid. But So we took this test. And you so what do you like pee on it and it tells you if you're pregnant or not? Well, it kind of looks like that, like all the '80s movies. Uh, I don't know if we got one that like really sucks or something. But you stick that Q-tip up in your nose and like wiggle it around. And it's like, oh, go further, go further. You just got to do it four times, and it hurts. And then it's like, oh, now it kind of feels good. And then you shove it in this like little vial, you know, like where you make the web fluid in high school. And then you have to wait ten minutes. And then I get, I was like losing my patience real quick and I can't follow direction. So Alyssa was essentially doing all of it for me aside from uh, Q-tipping my nose. And then you, you set a timer and then you look at it and then it's like, there's a blue line. And if a pink line shows up, you're pregnant. If like a, a lesser pink line shows up, you're pregnant. If you could barely see it, but like a pink line is like kind of there in some sort of multi-dimensional, you know, universe you're pregnant so um i mean i'm colorblind so pink white blue i mean i could i know that they're different things but i couldn't really tell and apparently Alyssa's had like a thin pink line um very different from a thin blue line so um apparently you, you know we can't get appointments in the real face-to-face -face thing so our lives don't matter I couldn't tell if mine was. Apparently, my thing wasn't pink, but I thought I saw it. She's like, oh, that's just you seeing through the white thing. I said, yo, who made this? Like, I Can you, like, pee on something or, like, you give someone a high five and if, like, they get hypercolor on their hand, like, 
you have it. So apparently, um, Alyssa may or may not have COVID, and I don't think that I do. Uh, it should be like a lottery scratch off where, like, if you match the two numbers, then that means you don't have COVID. Yo, so do you remember this probably predates you, but uh, Jess Goldie probably knows what this is. In the late 80s or early 90s, they had like, you know, baseball cards or trading cards, but they were Nintendo cards. But they weren't like, here's Mario in a turtle shell or Mario Lopez. It was like, yeah, it was a a cartoon of like Link fighting. I don't know what one of those guys he fights in Legend of Zelda, but they're all scratch offs to see if you win or not. One time I went to get my family breakfast. Well, my mom was like, here's money. Go to the store and get everyone breakfast. So there was it was like a $20 bill. And I guess breakfast was like 13 bucks or something because it was the 80s and there was four of us. So I took all of the change instead of bringing it back because we're poor. I spent all the money on these uh, Nintendo cards and I brought them back. My mom's like, where's the change? I was like, oh, well, I, I got these cards. She's like, you spent all that money? I was like, well, I got them for everyone. I don't know what the problem is. <laughs> <laughs> so um, you didn't get yeah. some zipsy doodles with a food stamp to get 75 cents back? No, no. Um, when I was younger, we were on food stamps. I couldn't use them. Because uh, it wasn't like the EBT card. It was like actual like E-Town Concrete food stamps, like fake money. Uh, so I don't know. I, I We scratched off the Nintendo cards yesterday, and I think it said that um, Alyssa is positive and I'm not. But um, I, I don't I don't trust it, you know, the media. Well, <laughs> I do my own testing. Yeah, yeah, we did our own testing. and But I didn't do it on YouTube, so I don't know if it's real or not. We're going to go to the... Uh, the real doctor and find out. Yeah, test or die. That's what I say. But uh, throughout this week, while you were peeing on thermometers, <laughs> I went to see Spider-Man No Way Home mm. s- starring Holland, Dexter Holland from The Offspring. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Noodles played um, Dr. Puss. Tom Holland and Tom Hardy. You know, we talk about all the... Uh, superheroes becoming women but we haven't really spent enough time talking about how all these british people are becoming americans is tom hardy british as hell i feel like everyone keeps telling me that and i keep forgetting i mean well, the, the only reason no why i know for venom being so bad <laughs> the only reason i know is because every tom hardy movie i've ever seen he does like a voice like it's clearly not a real voice mm-hmm. much less his voice so I always am asking people, I'm like, you know, what does he actually sound like? Because so in Venom, he does a Taz New York accent, right? Yeah. In uh, that movie where he's like a moonshiner, he just kind of grunts. In Batman, Dark Knight Rises, he's Bane. He's like, darkness, I wow. <laughs> Yo, what, what a weird, weird choice. Um. Mad Max, you know, I don't think he speaks at all. If he does, it's just, ugh, you know, so I, I'm always like, what does Tom Hardy actually sound like? And uh, I don't like it. Just same with Tom Holland. You know, keep doing Peter Parker voice. Don't even. We watched that show Hot Ones with Tom Holland last night after um, we peed on the stick. And I just couldn't get over because he doesn't just, you know, have a regular English accent. He is so English. Every single thing he says, the way he dresses, his haircut, his facial expressions. Uh, he is painfully English. And it's like, yo, I can't believe how good he is at being like 
squeaked out American boy. <laughs> Did you see No Way Home yet? No, oh, dude, dude, come on. Do you really have to even ask that? I saw, yes, saw it Thursday, <laughs> 6.30. I ate a pretzel with, <laughs> pretzel with no salt at the theater. So cool. Oh, wow. Yeah, I actually went to the theater and watched it too, which I, I know that it hasn't been like more than two years. I, like I know I've seen a movie in the theater since COVID because I remember I went and I was the only person there and I was psyched and it was like mm-hmm. an IMAX movie, but I can't remember what movie it was. But it was really cool to see it in the theater. Um, there were girls audibly shrieking throughout <laughs> scenes of the movie, which was sick. So I want to talk about this next week a bit more, but we could go in depth right now. So next week I want to do in, instead of our top 10 match of the year. I want to do our top five match of the year, movie of the year, and album of the year. That's cool, right? Yeah, I mean, I don't know if I have five. Limp Bizkit only put out one album this year, so I don't know if I can find five. If we don't get that up to five, then we don't get up to five. But uh, this will definitely <laughs> be on my list. But So uh, Endgame had lots of audible reactions. Um, all three of the new Star Wars did also. I don't know if it was the biggest, but as far as most, this was the most audience reaction I've ever heard in a theater. I legitimately felt like it was booked like a wrestling show, like a good wrestling show, not one that I've seen <laughs> anytime recently. But... <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, there were so many moments where, and not even necessarily huge moments, you know, and I don't want to. You know, I know the movie's so new, I would hate to ruin it for anybody. Maybe next week we can, we can ruin it more. But there were so many moments where people just like, yeah, audible reactions to things. And uh, and I th- thought that was so cool to like feel yeah. like I was at a group setting. Kind of like you were describing your AEW experience last mm-hmm. week. That's how I felt. I was like, oh, wow, we're all like taking this ride together. And Paco's yeah. loving it. Oh, dude, he he's on this new thing for our anniversary. He's like, oh, wait, you guys are going to have another baby because you peed on those sticks? Um, I'm going to cry and bark a lot for three weeks straight. And I said, oh, okay. It, I mean, it's our anniversary, so go for it. So, uh, walking Jimbo, I have to go outside because that's where the outside. <laughs> as you do. Yeah, as one does. And I always have my headphones in no matter where I go, whether it's walking Jimbo or just in my life, mainly to avoid having to interact with people. Sometimes, in fact, most of the time, there's not anything playing in it. It's just my way of being able to like pretend like I don't hear somebody. So Jimbo wanted to uh, bite the hand of the neighbor the other day. And while he was doing that, (laughs) this person, this human being who I have no previous interaction, actually the one other interaction I had was like one day I had to get up at like five in the morning for a production meeting for righteous gemstones. So I'm dressed like, like a normal person. I got a a button down shirt on pants that fit uh, sneakers that are clean. And uh, I'm walking to my car and this dude, who I've never said anything in my life to before, looks over to me and goes, hey, time to suck today's dick, huh? <laughs> I mean, at least it's a new neighbor, right? Like, relatively new in your life. Completely new. I've never oh. spoken to this person before. So uh, so then, fast forward to, you know, Jimbo's like, yo, I would love to take your mitten off of your... Uh, the rest of you. And, um, he's like, Oh, uh, you know, I haven't been, and uh, like, I'm too close to him to pretend like I don't hear him. Basically. Yeah. I, I no sold the time to suck today's dick. I just got in my car and I was like, yeah, I guess 
Um, so he's like, yeah, I, I, I'm just starting to feel better. Uh, you know, I, I wasn't, I had to go to the emergency room the other day and I'm, and I'm thinking in my mind, I'm like, I, I, don't, I don't give a shit, man. But I'm like, oh, that's, that's crazy. You know what happened? <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> he's like, well, I took, um, you know, I, I had the flu and I wasn't feeling well. So I took, um, like eight or nine Advils and I guess like it really, uh, shut down my liver and I, and I paused and I was like, Hey man, um, it says right on the bottle, like not to do that. Like that's the only thing I know about Advil. I couldn't even tell you what you're supposed to take Advil for. I just know that you're not supposed to take that many. Like that's the one thing. I know intestinal damage follows a half dozen of them. That's all I. That's all I can tell you. Hey man, that's called the drug overdose. <laughs> <laughs> and he was like, Oh yeah, you know, I, I, I didn't know. And I was like, Well, that I, I kind of want to disengage from this, but also this, <laughs> I have some follow up questions because it seems like this isn't something you've done before. So like. You know, like let's say you offered me a sip of a new energy drink, right? You're like, hey, here's a monster rehab, you know, tangerine or whatever. I wouldn't be like, oh, crack it open and just start guzzling it. I would take a sip first and be like, oh, let's see how this, you know, let's test the palate and then I'll move on. I wouldn't just go, you know, he, he just went full board. He's like, Advil, I think this is good for me. I better take nine of them. <laughs> <laughs> I have a little headache. I've never, you know, really paid attention. Let me just drink the whole bottle. And you know what? I think I should relay this story to an actual stranger. Whose dog wants to kill me? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yo, I really like that picture you have of Jimbo. Yeah, <laughs> he's smiling. Yeah, that's really what he looks like when it, when I first come home. He's so both excited and angry with me. He's so happy that I came home, but he's also like annoyed that I left. Yeah, but, uh, that's what he does, and it looks like he's that's like his way of smiling. But he looks uh, <laughs> so scary. <laughs> Yeah, so that's cool. what makes it so good that it's in that cool frame with that little um, live, laugh, love phrase type of deal. Yeah, his sperm donors gave it to me last night. Oh, that's really nice. That's nice. It was really nice. I went to a Christmas party last night at Jimbo's sperm donors house, and uh, they like made vegan food for me, which was not only like nice to do in general, but these are like. Like legitimately when I got there, the dude was wearing a t-shirt that was like advocating gun control, like not gun control, you know, like guns everywhere. And uh, and he's from Michigan and like they're super like conservative and um, just like very much meat eaters. Like, I mean, the guy hunts and stuff like that. So for him, that kind of person to be like, you know what, I'm going to make this dude a special vegan treat. It was and it was good. It was like a Philly cheesesteak, but uh, but like in a phyllo kind of dough that he baked. And uh, he even took it one step further. He's like, I actually made a non-vegan one just because I wanted to see what the difference was. I've never had like anything vegan before, definitely not on purpose. And uh, the vegan one's like maybe better. And I was like, well, you're you converted to the cult, brother. You're in. You tell me you can't kill vegetables with a gun. <laughs> His nephew had a Volbeat hat on. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> That's cool, right? Remember how much Chris McCarthy loves Volbeat? Yeah, I remember how much I make fun of Rob Caggiano for being in Volbeat, and he doesn't think it's funny. Oh, are you going to have him on I, a show? Uh, probably not, but every time I go to the Mecca of Bodybuilding, Planet Fitness, mm. they're playing the same Volbeat song, and it's the only one I've ever heard, and it's <laughs> very funny. Oh, yeah, yeah, I, I know that one. So day one for WWE is coming up on New Year's Day, a new uh, tradition they're trying to start, which I think is cool. Um, I used to think that the first Raw of the year was like a big deal. I remember 
you know, it's been 10 years now, but uh, The Miz and John Morrison had like a ladder match for the WWE title on the first Raw of the year once. But I said that to say that, um, you know, overall WWE programming is pretty boring, but recently on SmackDown, there was a promo that ended the show where Paul Heyman finally kind of revealed his true alliances. And I thought it was really incredible, probably just because Paul Heyman's so great. But Roman Reigns, he's like, you know, why are you protecting Brock Lesnar from me? Like, why are you why do you keep on protecting Brock Lesnar? And Paul Heyman goes, listen, man, I'm not protecting Brock Lesnar from you. I'm protecting you from Brock Lesnar. And then it's like, you know, the music hits and Jimmy John's go flying everywhere. And it's (laughs) (laughs) do you think that? Alludes to Heyman being with Lesnar or just him looking out for Reigns? Well, Reigns um, fired him and attacked him afterwards. So I think that that's like closed out. Yeah, I don't know. I still don't know. I don't believe that that's going to be the end game that Heyman is. Oh, I've been with Brock all along. I think it's just, hey, I had Reigns' best interest in mind. And and that's what it is, whether that's ever actually resolved, resolved or within this story. I'm sure it will at some point because nobody could stay away from WWE TV if they're, you know, part of the company. But um, that's a match I'm interested in watching. But more importantly than that, on NXT, Braun Breaker versus Roddy Strong for nothing. <laughs> they... Uh... They had a match, and it was really good, man. Braun Breaker, I mean, I already love Roddy, but Braun is 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 awesome. The way he carries himself and, uh, you know, his he he's the rare example where how green he is is, like, almost his strength because it just looks terrifying how he's just annihilating these people. I totally agree with that, as well as the fact that any um, lack of experience that he kind of exhibits not in the ring but on the mic works so perfectly for his character and maybe that's still just my steiner bias we're like oh well i'm not expecting his sentences to even be coherent which they are um but he has that aura of unpredictability in the ring and on the mic so like you said it totally works the best part about the whole thing is you publicly just saying you know in passing oh yeah roddy who i love because historically, that, that is not a true se- sentiment. I know it is a true sentiment now, but I don't that want is to tr- go unnoticed. That is true, that, uh, that famously <laughs> I didn't care for Roderick Strong and uh, hated him calling himself the Messiah of the transitional move. But I think that what we can really attest that to is less my personal relationship with him and more so uh, Kyle O'Reilly going out of his way (laughs) to to make himself insufferable. Hey, how about that tweet about, you know, normally I don't like it when you bring up Twitter, but that tweet about Hook versus Bobby Fish? Inform me. You said this is the greatest tweet of all time, that we better get Hook versus Fish. I hate myself. Uh, attribute that to my pre- I have pregnancy brain. That's why I forgot that. <laughs> Mom yeah. brain. Yeah. Whoever made that tweet, it was like um, Alex Jones, Infowars, 143, but the wrestler version. Yo, so funny. 
so funny. I don't even remember what the tweet was, but like, hey, I can't wait till we get hook versus fish, yada, waka waka. But it was worded so well. Really, really cool. Yeah, when is Fozzie Bear going to make his debut on AEW? <laughs> waka waka waka. Yeah, yeah. I'm sure Jericho will um, incorporate that in somehow. His uh, He's going to get Fozzie Bear on his podcast when Sesame Street releases him. <laughs> You know, actually, I'm really, really far left. I just think (laughs) (laughs) I mean, the thing is, you know, Sesame Street wouldn't really let me do the ideas I had. I got stuck doing Waka Waka. But now I'm going to be like, Waka 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 Waka. Sesame Street, not Fozzie Bear. (laughs) Muppet ass. Oh, yeah. Muppet Babies. Yo, Muppet Babies, the cartoon when I was a kid. Versus what you think there was a sequel <laughs> there's a muppet babies that exists now there's a currently running muppet babies yeah i think one time i saw like oh that's a thing and i went to click on it but it was like oh it's a new thing and i don't want to put it on well for there's many reasons why i shouldn't be watching muppet babies <laughs> that's ruined wanna, my childhood <laughs> i didn't want to put it on and be like oh this isn't as good as it used to be because it's like yo nothing has ever been good and i'm sure i'm not seven haven't been seven for 50 years, you know, when I first met Dan Turr when he was graduating high school. <laughs> oh, yeah. Show. Well, Dan's only two years older than me, I think. <laughs> but he, it feels like he's been in his 40s for a, the last decade, right? Well, that's always how it feels with anybody older than you. Oh. You know? Even though I never thought of him as being older till uh, other people started making the joke. Okay, I think he was just, yeah, the first to be 40, so it became like a thing. Yeah, yeah. Um, Speaking of getting old, here's something that's totally, you know, kind of related. It came across uh, my brain the other day, and I'm not going to tell you why it came across my brain. At your age, do you have any level of, like, being psyched still on, oh, yeah, I'm straight edge? So lately, I've encountered more, I would say literally, in the past three months as opposed to the past three years of people smoking cigarettes and not just smoking cigarettes, but like really thinking that it rocks the house, like finding weird areas to do it. And like, Oh, you know, what's sick, like smelling like you've rolled around in a dumpster. That's been like pissed all over and poo pooed all over. Now smoking cigarettes is the one thing that I, you know, when, People often will be like, well, to each their own. And, you know, and I'm that way with drinking, with veganism, with non-veganism, anything. Smoking cigarettes is the one thing. It's like, no, fuck you. You smell bad. <laughs> You're not even benefiting personally from it. You don't even like get high or fucked up from it. You just smell shitty. It's expensive. You're in, in my personal space. You're probably going to tell me that energy drinks are bad for me. Yeah. So I hate it. But yes. please proceed. No, that's it. I mean. And I've and I can't believe before. it still exists. Like with the vape pen and everything. Like yes. just go smoke your bubble gum, light up flute, and don't smell like garbage. <laughs> I I love I absolutely love the um, drug dependent alcohol party time lacrosse playing coffee fiend. Oh, I can't believe you drink that stuff. Can't believe you drink that stuff. Oh yeah, I know. It's it's such a shame being able to do a pull up and not being embarrassed to take my shirt off. Also coming in the new year though, you got uh, a tour that you might complete with Cannibal Corpse and uh, Gate Creeper, right? <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> 
in January through February. So, yo, first off, we just finished mixing our new record. And, dude, what a stressful, stressful process. I am so glad that I did the recording of this record the way I did it, which I did everything at home on my own aside from the drums. And then we went into the studio to mix it. And, dude, it's it was so stressful for so many reasons. I mean, we're on a time frame and there's money talks going back and forth, even though, you know, that talk happened uh, over and over and over again. Um, anyway, down to the wire, literally down to the wire, I guess not really literally because down to a wire doesn't make any sense. If it does, I don't know how that expression starts. So we're figuratively down to the wire, but I'm like, yo, these are the last revisions. I didn't go back to the studio on the last day because the dude had obligations, whatever. I send him like an email with the last revisions. He's like, I'll try to knock these out as quick as I can, but I'm about to go on tour. So, I mean, I got to be done by 10. And I, he, this is a, an email I got at like nine. I'm like, oh my God, what are we going to do when we're on such a tight deadline? So we get him in on time. This dude is just like, hey, I'm about to go on tour at uh, 10 o'clock. Uh, let me run to the studio real quick and make these last minute revisions. What so band we, is this guy in? Let's, let's talk about that. Moontooth. It is oh. Ray, the drummer of Moontooth, um, excellent engineer and, um, uh, yeah, studio engineer. Um, so we're super happy with the record. Sounds super cool. Uh, and we're ready to go. Got the sequence, yada, yada, yada. So all of that is because, you know, we have all this touring coming up. What you brought up, January, February, we're going out on tour with Cattle Decapitation, The Last 10 Seconds of Life, and Creeping Death. Between... No, I really was wrong. I thought, I thought you were... <laughs> All right, I'm sorry. So we do a couple of shows uh, to meet up with the tour. Tour starts in San Diego. The tour ends in Mesa, Arizona. So we've got to do a couple of shows home. So we're out for six weeks, which is a long tour as it is, especially now that I'm so old. You know, six weeks is, you know, with age inflation, you know, six weeks would be no problem. Now that feels like six months. Um but it's crazy because even in the past like four or five days, I don't know about by you, but in New York, especially in New York City, everything is like closing down again. So um, we were just chatting like, yo, do you think this tour like might not even happen? Like, I don't know. I don't know. And that's like later on that day is when we found out like, yo, New York City venues aren't doing shows for the rest of the year. I know um, one uh, like front man does acoustic stuff. I know that's a, a handful of shows happening, and I think a New York show may still be happening, but that's also like, well, it's one guy on a stage with a, a guitar, and it's like 50 people in a bar at tables usually. But um, Irving Plaza, all their shows for the rest of the year postponed. St. Vitus, postponed. So um, who knows, man? We might be going into like, there's no chance it's going to be another lockdown. Because people just wouldn't have it at this point, whether it's good for them or not. But um, as far as large gatherings, like this tour may be shot. Tours are already, you know, um, canceling. So that does not bode well for January and February. And uh, that that is really going to suck. I mean, it, it sucks for everybody. You know, my band's not the be all and end all of the world, but it's um, like halfway there. So uh, we and like I, I think I said this last week, we're booked through late August. So if we lose this six-week run, which is like the build-up to our record, it is Rey Mysterio Jr., it is 
Aaliyah Mysterio uh, getting her birthday sung to her by CM Punk. It is blonde hair Dominic Mysterio. It is Dominic Guerrero. It is Dominic Mysterio 2021. But yeah, I hope your uh, hope your tour does happen. And, uh, you know, I hope we don't uh, go into Like you said, I don't think that the country, regardless of how you feel, would tolerate a uh, another lockdown. Even if you're like, if you were pro the first lockdown to flatten the curve or whatever, I don't think you'd be willing to do a second one. No, Australia... Uh, you know, they are supposed to open their entire country back in February, but before then they're going super locked down. Um, unless you, you know, are the singer for a, a thrash metal band, then you think they're already in concentration camps, but, <laughs> but yeah, even Saturday night live, which I was going to watch last night. Cause I'm the only person that still watches it. Um, they didn't do a show. They just did like pre-recorded clips introduced by Tom Hanks. Oh man. They should have done uh, Saturday night's main event instead. I think that's what they're going to do next week. But that's what we'll be doing next week. The Saturday night main event will be us talking about our favorites of the year and going into our least favorite things about 2022, mainly our continued spiteful existence. So make sure you send us a Christmas card. We'll talk to you then. Bye.